This is an audio essay. To read the actual essay, go to mahanmccann.substack.com. The link is in the description on Spotify or whichever platform you're listening on. Oh! Dimensions of meaning in life, significance. The third dimension of meaning in life is called significance, which has to do with worth, importance, and value. Park and George define significance as a value-laden evaluation of one's life regarding how important, worthwhile, and inherently valuable it feels. Like purpose, significance is about value and finding justification for one's actions, existence, and way of life that extend into the future. It is about evaluating one's life as a whole, past and present and future, and the sense of value that arises when one evaluates one's life according to some conceptual criteria, which is what we will explore first. This dimension is a critical missing dimension noted for victims of suicide who feel their life is valueless or not worth living. A framework for evaluating your life. As a young man who has grown up in the culture war of the West, I've struggled mercilessly with this question. The question is, what is the ultimate way to live? It is a question of where human value and worth lie. What does true human value look like? With a clear ethical framework, we can answer this essential question. You can see this ethical confusion in the modern culture that oscillates between the mommy culture of you're perfect in every single way and the harder aesthetic Navy SEAL-esque nobody cares work harder mentality. Both are extreme positions. Of course, the truth lies somewhere in between, which coincidentally is where virtue also lies. In the in-between, we can find the golden mean, the roving standard necessary for evaluating human moral character. In fact, an entire tradition of ethics does just that, called virtue ethics, which I previously wrote a couple of essays on, which are linked in the description. A virtue is a mean between two extremes called vices. These virtues and vices are character traits, habits, and dispositions. The character traits that are good are called virtues, like honesty, generosity, wisdom, courage, etc. And the bad character traits are called vices, like cowardice, foolishness, injustice, gluttony, etc. The virtuous character embodies those best character traits and provides a valuable framework for evaluating our moral failings. Virtue ethics also connects deeply with stories, because of course stories are about character, good and bad, and dramatizing the successes and failures of particular virtues and vices. In this view of morality, your favorite TV show is as much a moral exemplar as any other person. It can offer an evaluative framework for art and media and much of our behavior online and in real life. Virtue ethics is the evaluative framework you've been looking for. It is a path, a way of self-reflection and self-knowledge, because virtue ethics requires knowledge of virtue and good and bad traits so you can identify the golden mean between them. Sometimes we believe we are courageous when we are actually reckless, and sometimes we think we are wise when we are really foolish. Therefore, self-reflection and building self-knowledge are necessary to discern virtue from vice. There is a nice element of virtue ethics that accepts our character will be all over the place, and that perfect wisdom is essentially impossible for human beings. But that being said, we still need to work to get ourselves in order. I would argue that it is taking part in this self-reflection, taking on the challenge and trying to orient one's poor character toward the commendable good, not just being the finished product that is actually important. As Plato said, never discourage anyone who continually makes progress, no matter how slow. 
Virtue ethics encourages you to choose and take actions that align with the virtues. This means making moral decisions and behaving in ways that reflect your values. When you consistently act in accordance with your values, you can experience a sense of significance because you are living in alignment with your deeply held beliefs, that you are meeting the standard. Significance is about living a virtuous life, not just a few minutes every now and again. The end goal of virtue ethics is called eudaimonia, sometimes badly translated as happiness, but it is more like a good life that results in human moral growth that actualizes one's potential. It's the joy of a job done well. Virtue ethics is all about this good life and what it means to live a good life, which is universal in some ways, but also unavoidably particular. Significance comes from honestly saying we are living the good life, which is what we will look at in the next sections. What is the good life? John Verveke, cognitive scientist and creator of the Awakening from the Meaning Crisis series, recommends a two-part spiritual exercise for increasing your significance in life. Firstly, ask yourself this question. What would you like to exist even if you don't? And why? Answering this question will reveal what is truly important to you. No bullshit. An example answer for myself would be, I would want truth to exist when I don't. Therefore, I need to spend more time in my life uncovering and sharing the truth, or at least exemplifying the pursuit of truth. And why? A world without truth would be a dark place. There would be no learning, no transformation, and no hope. A world without truth would be a world not worth living in for people. And that's sad. So try this exercise yourself. Write down the question, what would you want to exist when you don't, and why? And then answer it before you tackle the next section, increasing marginal significance. The second spiritual exercise to increase significance in life is asking this question, how much do I matter to what matters to me? So there's a duality to this question. Number one, what matters to me? That which we've identified in the first section. And number two, how much do I matter to what matters to me? It's easy to say you care about something and then upon self-reflection, realize you are entirely divorced from that important thing. We profess family matters to us, but we only see them once a year at Christmas. We profess our careers matter to us, but we spend all our time procrastinating and looking at memes on the internet. Feeling a lack of significance is because you do not truly matter to what matters to you, but you can. Recognizing the marginal gap between what matters to you and your current day-to-day routine allows you to optimize for mattering more to what matters to you. The more time and attention you give to what matters, the more significant your life will feel. Try out this spiritual exercise and take what matters to you from the first part and then examine and reflect. How much do you matter to what matters to you is the key question. Conclusion. So much of life is about how we think about it. Recently, I lost a friend to suicide and I just wish he could have taken on another perspective on his own life. One that included how valuable he was, how many people loved him and what he still had to offer to all of us and the world. At the funeral, his father gave a speech that was one of the most powerful things I ever saw in my life a father having to bury his son, and he still managed to remind the people gathered to remember you're important. No, he said, not just important, you are sacred. It's easy to forget that and become lost. But the truth is that each person is a miracle, as complex and deep as the universe itself, a center of experience and hence a center of reality. 
We have tremendous value if only we can see it. This isn't an argument for narcissism or grandiosity, but for true appreciation, gratitude and love. You are sacred. Be suspicious of any perspective that tells you otherwise. And there's a lot of them floating around these days, unfortunately. But any perspective that doesn't include that you are sacred is missing the true significance of human life and hence the true significance of yours.